welcome to the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart has been created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their story. Welcome to episode 88. In today's episode, I chat with the beautiful Veronica Laffey. She is a wife to a Queensland organic lamb farmer. Uh, She is also the mother to seven beautiful children, one of which who has Down syndrome. Veronica talks about her story and how having Jimmy, Jimmy the Jet, as he would like to be known as, um, has actually changed her life for the better. She um, has a wonderful outlook on life, a real heart for motherhood and a desire to dispel the horrible narrative that society likes to paint about having a child with Down syndrome. I think you're really going to enjoy Veronica. She is soul of the earth. Um, Before we dive into the conversation, I really want to draw to your attention the coming up uh, the the up and coming I should say beloved retreat um, which is on the 5th of November I have um, Heather Kim who's also been a podcast guest she's speaking at the retreat via um, the internet she won't be there in person unfortunately myself and sister Mary Julian I really really would love to see you there so um I will put the link in the show notes. I'll also put a link to Veronica's um, little um, video that I that was drawn to my attention where I found her. And um, I really hope that you enjoy it and share it with your friends. So pour yourself a glass of wine or a cup of tea and sit down and listen to the beautiful Veronica Laffey. Welcome to the podcast, Veronica. I would love for you to give us a little snapshot of your life, what your life looks like, who you are, first and foremost, and what your life looks like right now. Sure. I am the wife of Dan and mother of seven children and uh, ranging in age from 22 down to seven years old. And uh, I live uh, on a, an organic lamb and beef farm just west of Dolby in Queensland. And I homeschool our four youngest children. And, yeah, I live a very active life, um, play touch with my boys in a, uh, in a, in a mixed touch comp on Monday nights and, and uh, yeah, just have a really active family life, really. That's gorgeous. I'm business with my husband and, hmm. So the business is beef farming, is that what you said? Organic beef farming? Yeah, yes. It's it's actually mainly lamb now. We we grow organic lamb and we sell that direct to families across the downs and down into to Brisbane and the coast. We sell uh, boxes of lamb, yeah, organic lamb, beautiful organic lamb. Does it yeah. does it come to New South Wales or not? That's too far. <laughs> no, too far. Refrigeration. <laughs> There'll be someone down there that does it. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how big sure is the is. It's about 1,500 acres and it's been uh, a part of my husband's family for about 100 years. Wow. So his great-grandfather sort of settled this area and, uh, and I married into that. You know, we sort of have slowly bought parts of the farm off Dan's parents and, um, have yeah, you we've done all a, sorts of things here. Have you always been a Queenslander? I was born in Victoria. I was born in Cooey-Rup in Victoria. So my parents are both immigrants. My father's was a German immigrant and he came over to Australia when he was about um, 23. And my mum's family immigrated from Scotland when she was about five. So I'm, yeah, so that's sort of my heritage, I suppose. And, and when I was five, we moved up from Victoria to, to Toowoomba in Queensland. So I grew up in Toowoomba. Okay. Yeah. So you might know, I know a few people that grew up in Toowoomba, but we'll, we'll talk about that off okay. air later. Yeah. So have you always been on the farm or were you in town? Yeah, we were in town. So mum and dad uh, have always had a business. So we had a bakery in Toowoomba for about 12 years and I worked in the bakery as a, as a younger younger girl. And uh, and then they, they went into childcare. So... Um, I actually ended up building a childcare centre with my sister in Dolby just before we had Jim, uh, our second eldest son, and uh, and I ran that business with her for about twelve years. So wow. yeah, I've done a, a few few different things. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm a teacher. Uh, I, I, I'm a teacher as well. <laughs> oh really? Me too. So we, um, yeah. your husband? Did you meet him at school? Was it love at first sight, or was did was he always too busy on the farm? How did you meet him? I met him, uh, I was waiting for my sister. She was uh, finishing off her CPA and I was, we were going to go overseas together. I taught for a year up on Bathurst Island in the Northern Territory and uh, she wasn't going to be finished till June. And so I went cotton picking with my brother-in-law in Dolby and I just uh, drove a module builder <laughs> and that's where I met my husband. Just before I went overseas. So he sort of ruined my trip a bit. <laughs> I bet. And yeah, mine ruined mine too, actually. <laughs> yes. I, and I, I was having the most again. amazing European holiday. Like it was incredible, but I didn't enjoy it half as much because I pined for him the whole time. No, that sounds exactly like me. <laughs> Well, our children's are very similar ages, like mine ranges from 22 down to eight. So we have quite a few things in common. So this is going to be a great conversation. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Veronica, I, um, my daughter actually um, brought you to my attention. Um, she showed me a beautiful uh, video, a beautiful clip of you talking about, um, it's called Life in, in Her Shoes, I think. The, the the little nine minute video I saw is that correct? Life in her shoes. Yes, it's it's. I think the um the campaign is called in her shoes. In her shoes. And and yeah yeah. So um, and it was talking about your beautiful story about life with Jim, your second born child, who has he is a yeah. beautiful boy with Down syndrome, and um, yes. I 
in the typical Jessica fashion, I bawled my eyes out from pretty much three, <laughs> 30 seconds in until the very end. And your story is so beautiful. And I was really hoping and grateful that you accepted my invitation to join us on the podcast today to talk about your story because it's say is what he's done for your family like it was just such a beautiful story so how his journey how his life has actually um, made yours better because the narrative that we get today is that they're actually going to have a really hard life and you know it really you're doing it that child a service if you um actually don't bring him into the world because it's not going to be a great quality of life. But watching your video uh, just showed me how wrong that narrative is and how beautiful it can, it is. So could you tell us, can we start from the beginning? Sure. So we, you know, we were obviously just a young young couple, um, newly married. We had our first child, Sam. He was, um, he was two. And we were pregnant with James and, you know, we were very, um, yeah, we, we did all the usual things, I guess, that, that pregnant pregnant couples do. We went to the doctor for our checkup and, and they normally do a scan uh, at about, this was at 17 or 18 weeks. So we went for that scan and, you know, just assuming that everything was going to be okay. I really just wanted to go and see the baby. It's always so exciting to see see that little life inside you um and so we went for that scan and and they sort of said that they thought that they might have seen that there was something maybe not right and so um you know you start to start to stress out and worry and think um you know what what could be wrong you know they didn't really say what it was and 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 you yeah, you just don't want anything to be to be wrong with your child, I suppose. Um, so we we actually decided to go and have an amniocentesis, which is where they they pull the they put a needle into the um, amniotic fluid and and they pull that out and they do a little test on it and and identify uh, if there's any sort of um, abnormalities with chromosomes or. Uh, uh, things like that. Um, so we went down and did that, and we were really worried. But uh, we were we were very um, committed to to having all of our children. Like we we've always been, and I have always been as well, um, very pro life. And um, and so we knew that we would always have have the child no matter what. But you still. Um, yeah, you just still worry for, for your baby because you don't get you don't get told that it's going to be amazing and wonderful you really sort of get presented with an option to terminate your pregnancy like um it's not oh this is so amazing you're having a, a child with down syndrome it's well you know your child has down syndrome would you like you know what would you like to do so there's there's sort of an immediate negativity around it, I suppose, um, and I think there's a social negativity as well. And yeah. if I'm absolutely brutally honest, um, I had that myself. You know, I just had this perceptional negativity of of people with a disability, or um, mm. because I didn't really know 
I didn't really know what it, I didn't really know what it meant, I suppose. I hadn't really been exposed to people with disability. Mm. And um, and I guess you're just a bit vain, like you have a, you have a bit of a vision of, you know, well, I did. I can only speak for myself. I just had a vision of, you know, I'm married now and then I'll have this perfect little family and they'll all be amazing and they'll all be, you know, beautiful and talented and, and, um, mm. and so to have that, um, to just know it's, look, it's, it's, it was really a grieving process, I suppose. Um, it's like losing a child, but you get, oh, you just get something that's so much better than what you thought you were going to get anyway. I mean, all our children, are, uh, we love them all. Mm. Um, it's really like getting a bonus. It's like it's like hitting the jackpot, but you just don't know it. So, um, yeah. So that was that was us finding out about Jim. So I had a terrible pregnancy, really, because I How was. How old were you? Because the 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 you know, the story we get told is that oh, the older you get, the more likely it is that you're going to have a Down syndrome child. But it sounds like you were. This was at the beginning of your. You know your yeah, it was a bit marriage. Yeah, it was it was the beginning of my marriage. So I was twenty seven, I think. I was twenty seven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I was only young, really. So yeah, that's that whole perception that it's older women who have children with Down's babies is um oh. is I don't know. I, I I mean, look in Australia, ninety ninety five or ninety six it might even be higher of children with down syndrome are aborted so um i don't think we really know yeah um we don't have the data do we i was we don't have the data because they just don't come into the world anymore you know we're just depriving ourselves of them um but I, i was really busy during that time we was building this business and um and that was great it kept me really busy was that on purpose was that intentional to like kind of not be honest with your feelings or was it just a really busy time? Yeah, look, I, I probably, it's probably my nature anyway. Like if I if I have something that's really stressful or, or emotional, you know, I, I will, I'll just get really busy. Mm. I'd rather be really busy than, than sit and stare at it all day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because the reality, the reality was, you know, I just wanted to have this baby and hold the baby and I just knew that it, it, everything would be fine, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, I had a really strong, um, before we went for that amniocentesis, I just had a really strong vision of Christ, actually. And he sort of just said to me, you know, these kids are, you know, who do you, who do you think you are? I mean, it, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I didn't feel judged. It was just like, you know, I'm giving you this baby. Who do you, who do you think you are to, to think that he's not worthy of you, hmm. if that makes sense? No, yeah. totally. So it was, yeah. So it was a really good, um, I mean, I still get upset about it because it's just, I just, I just revisit that, um, I suppose, the personal pride that you have yeah. and the vanity. Yeah. And, and um, it's, um, 
And it's, um, it's such a it's such a tender place because we you see our um our our pride as you said we are so consumed by ourselves that we don't see the beauty i mean you see it now because you're living with him but when we go back to yeah. revisit those things we think how stu- like how prideful was i to think that this was a bad gift to think that this was a really yeah I mean, I I have it myself in my own life. You know, I, I've spoken before on the podcast about being pregnant at forty um, three and just bawling my eyes out, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what on earth are you doing?" Like, and he spoke so directly to my heart, saying, "I only ever give good gifts." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, he does!" Like, who am I to who am I to think that this is a bad thing? Like it's not up to me. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really yeah. confronting because it's that he's so t- tender. When yeah, you know, he is. Oh, so I I, yeah. I I I cry with you because I can I know what you, I know that feeling of like, gosh, he's he's so kind. He's so kind. He's so kind. Yeah. So sorry, keep going. So did yeah. you, your faith, did, so you clearly had a strong faith going into this? Or, or... Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, I, I sort of grew up, my dad was very, um, and mum too, our dad was a very sort of staunch Catholic, but they actually left the church when I was in my early teens mm-hmm. and we went to an evangelical church. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and so I probably spent four or five years in an evangelical church, and I and I lived a pretty, uh, you know, I still I still love to go and have a drink in my teens and early twenties, and and um, but I had very uh, I had very definite sort of moral boundaries, um, and absolute faith in Christ, um, and I really and my husband was a Catholic, and and I actually asked him to. Um, I said, look, this is so boring, this church. Can we go to another church? <laughs> because I, I didn't really understand the Catholic faith. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd been going to this, this evangelical churches as a teenager and I hadn't really been going to church probably for five or six years um, yeah. before we got married. And he said, no, I'm not leaving. I, I need the Eucharist. And um, okay. so I sort of had this pretty good foundation. Hmm. And um, and I guess as we've gone along, and probably in the last in the last fifteen years, I've really um, I've really dug deep into the faith, and it's that's been really cool. I really love that. Yeah, yeah. I love. It. Yeah. We all have yeah. a different journey, and you know, it's it's perfect for us. It's perfect for you. Like everyone's journey is different, um, but he's so patient. And he just gives us what we need at the right time. And it's up to us whether or not we take that, embrace that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so absolutely right. Jim came along. So you knew, how, how were you um, going into birth? Nervous? Yeah, uh, look, we'd, we'd sort of really checked everything out. We made sure his heart was good. 
um, I did not want to have a cesarean. I wanted to have a natural birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to have him in Dolby in the local hospital. And I had an amazing midwife that worked in that hospital and she stayed with me the whole time. She was supposed mm-hmm. to knock off and, and she knew. The doctor that was on duty just said, you shouldn't be here. You should be in. You should be in Toowoomba having a cesarean. This babe, You shouldn't be having this baby like this. So oh, you just see oh, people do strange things. But anyway, this midwife, um, mm. she had a quiet word with him. And then we, we had Jim and he was... He was cracking. He was crying and, and you know, we breastfed him and it was just amazing to hold him in, in my arms and, um, and just see this beautiful little boy. Mm. And, um, and, yeah, we brought him home and... and so did and he, he, didn't have any, like, he didn't have any medical challenges in, in the early stages? No, he, um, no he's, he's had a... So they can have a heart defect or sometimes yeah. they can have, um, you know, other, other medical issues. So he was really, he was really good. He was really strong. His, his tongue uh, is a bit too big for his mouth. So we had a, a bit of trouble breastfeeding him. Mm-hmm. But um, I persisted with that and, and he, did, he did pretty well. Uh, I was pretty tired because we just started this business. We just built this business and, and we opened it in April and I had him in June. Oh, wow. You're so it was, pretty hec- it, was a pretty, it was a pretty hectic time, but um, our family's amazing. You know, like my family, um, everyone just helps. And, and, um, and yeah, like he just, he just, we just carried on. And, and, and it really did change my view of, of having children. You know, like I wasn't a, I wasn't a very well-versed um, Catholic, I suppose, as far as as um, as uh, you know, reproductive health and and things like that. Um, I never, I never wanted to uh, be on any sort of um, be on the pill or anything like that. Anyway, like that was never anything that we'd done or practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but like you said, um, God is patient with us and. And having him actually wanted me, I just wanted to have more kids. <laughs> I wanted to fill his life with people. Mm, how beautiful. Um, yeah. I know um, there's a show, I don't know whether you see it up there, but it's it's on Netflix, I think. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not really up on all of that, but I do watch things when they're worth watching. And this was worth watching and it was called Love on the Spectrum. And um, in the in, um, an American version of the Australian show, but they had a Down syndrome girl, um, I think on both of them actually, and they there is something about people with Down syndrome that bring out the best in humanity. I think. I mean, it's undeniable. But yeah. did Jim do that for you? Oh, t- for your yeah, family. totally, and and he he did it to people around him too. Like yeah, like it's not just the you, it, you, family; it's everybody who is in contact. Yeah, yeah, it's everyone. Like it, it's everyone in town. Everyone in town knows Jim. We go I go with him to the shopping center, and he has people saying hi to him, 
and I have no idea who they are. You know, everyone knows him. And, and they look out for him and he plays in his touch team with us on Monday night. It's a mixed touch team. And, uh, and everyone's just so good to him. He's, he's not bad, but he's a bit of a cheat, you know, like he'll, <laughs> he'll try and run from dummy half and score. And, and he does a big dance and, and uh, they're very, very patient with him. Um, and, yeah, he, he, he does. I just, and I didn't expect that. I just thought, uh, you know, you have a vision of this kid that's going to be vilified and rejected by, by everyone because he's not the same as everyone else. Hmm. And what you get, it's that wonderful grace that you don't expect. You get, um, you get the opposite. You get, he does, he does, he just brings out the best in people. So, and he's not perfect. He can be a pain in the butt sometimes too. <laughs> we were very conscious of, of, of bringing him up just like the other kids. So we really didn't let him get away with anything uh, because of his disability, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. He does actually, he, does, he can only hear out of one ear, so he's, he's sort of partially deaf, so that had an impact on his ability to speak. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but he understands everything and, and it's, uh, it's been, it's pretty funny when he meets people because he, he sort of plays them like he doesn't understand them and they don't know what to do, you know, that, and they're talking to him and it's like we just know that he's just playing a game with them. and Taking the mickey. <laughs> yeah, he's, taken, he's totally taking the mickey. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's got a pretty funny little sense of humour. Yeah. So he came with me. He came with me to work. We built this childcare centre and he, uh, we did like a five-day fortnight, my sister and I, so we managed it, managed the staff and, and, and basically like the director of the centre. Uh, and he would come to work with me and he'd go down into the baby's room and, and uh, get fussed over by the ladies down there. And so he grew up with, with his sort of age group all the way through the centre you know, all the way through to kindergarten and then he went off to school. To he school went to a mainstream school. school or did you homeschool? Yeah, he went to a main, no, he went to a mainstream school. So I was still working at this time. I hadn't started homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to a mainstream school and he would do some things in the mainstream class and other things just um, just in the, in the special ed unit. And I really felt like that was the best for him because he there were things that he just couldn't do and it was frustrating for him to be sitting in a year six class trying to do maths. I mean, they tried to do it, but but for him, that wasn't he just feels he just feels stupid because yeah. he knows he can't do it. And it's just frustrating for him. He doesn't like not doing things, you know. He's like the rest of us. Yeah. It's not much fun when you're sitting there and everyone else is doing it, and you're just like, oh, "I'm doing grade one work." Still, he knew what he he knew what was going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So high school, yeah. did he do a tray or does he? Did he go to? He went to year twelve. He went to to the Christian College then for high school, and he they were amazing with him. They had a special ed unit as well, and he did you know workshop, um, manual arts, um, sport um cooking with mainstream and then he did uh, you know they would work on his literacy skills and 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 numeracy skills 
with an aide in the in the special ed unit. So they had a just amazing program. He had a veggie garden that he worked in every week, and he'd be selling veggies to the teachers. And fantastic. And so, uh, yeah, they were really amazing. They had an amazing special ed unit there. Yeah, that was cool. That's but good. he he competed in the athletics carnivals against all the other all the other kids. It was pretty fast, and so and he loved that. He just thought he was a boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. So what does Jim do now? He is just about, he's one unit off finishing his um, agricultural traineeship certificate too. So it's taken him about 18, nearly two years to do that. So he has um, a lady that comes and works with him two days a week. Yeah. And she's taken him through that. And he... He helps on the farm a lot. He helps the boys muster the animals. He can do fencing. He's really, really good with animals. Like he takes the dogs for a walk every afternoon. He's gone through a full a four wheeler motorbike and a gator. Like he just so now he has to walk because he <laughs> he just wants to drive through ridiculous things that you can't drive through. So he's you sort say of gator as in like. A- a what? A gator, not not as in. Oh, it's a gator. It's like a four wheel. It's like a small four wheel ute. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's a, he's um, a bit of a petrol head, and he's learnt to. He's got to use his feet now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got to use his feet because we're not fixing any more machines. <laughs> <laughs> but he he made a track around the whole farm, and he would go off, put his headphones on have the dogs and he be listening to Johnny Cash and you could hear him singing on the other side of the farm. He'd be singing Johnny Cash with the dogs. At least he'd know where uh, he was. I know, we'd never lose him, never lose him. And now he walks and sings. Gorgeous. His way around the farm. (laughs) So he's really, he's really able. He's got his learners. He just got his learners this year. He's really desperate to get a, to get a car and he wants is, to move to New South Wales. prices are at the moment? Like, forget it. Forget it, Jimmy. It's nuts. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And, and so he, he loves, he goes for the blues. Oh. Right, at State of Origin. Yeah. yeah. He goes for New South Wales. Because Jimmy that? the Jet just is to, his. Just to throw a cat amongst the pigeons? Like, why does he do that? Just to... It, Jimmy the Jet is his is his man. The Jimmy the Jet is a footy player. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. And he and and so Jimmy thinks he's Jimmy the Jet. And Jimmy the Jet plays played for, for the blues. And so now every state of origin, we sit in the lounge room and Jimmy is dressed in blue from everyone head to toe. <laughs> and everyone else is in maroon. <laughs> You're going to have to send me a photo of that, please. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. Put it on the Instagram page. That's gorgeous. So what's Jimmy like with the rest of the family, with with his siblings? He's got a brother above him and then are the rest girls? Yeah, so then he's got three brothers below him and the baby is a girl. And he's, oh, no, he's got Maggie below him too. (laughs) He's got Maggie and then three brothers and then Anna's the baby so he was he was so cute with 
when we had another baby. He was just, oh, you would think he was the father. He was just so beautiful with them, so gentle. And, um, yeah, he he was he's pretty special. Like he, he just, yeah, he just has such a lovely, lovely, loving little heart for and he's like that still with babies he's I think he's pretty sensitive to Hmm. he's pretty sensitive to people's emotions we had we had a funeral recently and um and everyone was crying but he knew who the wife of the person was and he went up to her and just put his arms around her put his you know hand up over her shoulder and was patting her shoulder and Hmm. and and he's not he's not a touchy-feely guy like hmm. he's not he's not super yeah he's not super touchy-feely but he's but in he tune. just quietly walked out yeah he's really sort of in tune with that hmm. yeah that's, yeah that's a gift which was just beautiful yeah yeah it is a gift yeah beautiful. yeah he got everything that I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very in tune <laughs> There's always time to learn. Oh, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> That's it, right. Don't worry, you're not alone there. <laughs> um, Veronica, I wanted to ask you, how do, how do you think Down syndrome has changed you as a person? I suppose what it really did was just just really recalibrated my my view of myself probably and also what my view of people with a disability like what their what their purpose what their purpose is um, in the world and, and in our culture and in society as well I think I think we've just um, Oh, we've just vilified people with disabilities. I know there's so much done for them now with NDIS, but but mm. I, I would have to say that especially in the early stages when women are pregnant with these babies, um, you know, massive, massive percentages of them are, are being killed um, and we're just depriving ourselves of, of absolute treasure. And, and it doesn't come without sacrifice from everybody like... Mm. Um, obviously some some kids are more disabled than others uh, physically or mentally Mm. Um, and I think we we just it's it's that it's that um, dying to yourself I suppose Mm. that's just so hard for us to do you know we we think the treasure we think the treasure is in the big house and the nice car and the holiday to Europe every year or whatever it is you know we think that's the treasure of life, and the treasure of life is is in our is in our people and in our kids and and people with disabilities are like they're like the great big fat diamond on the treasure pile, <laughs> and and so that's probably how how it's changed me because yeah. I just view life my view of life is is totally different now. Yeah, I don't value. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a human too. I can get distracted with things, but I really think, you know, and I think back to how I was at, at you know, 27 and even, you know, into my 30s, um, yeah, I just don't value things really much anymore. <laughs> yeah, Not you like don't value material things. Yeah. 
but you value life and family. I value people, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Family and, and people are, uh, are they're the essence of life and, and yeah. that's where, gosh, you know, that's where, that's where the joy of life is for me too. Yeah, and it doesn't you know, mean that it's all. To... <laughs> doesn't mean that it's it's um it's easy, and it doesn't mean that it's always fun. No, but it means it, it it changes your perspective. Like these things, this is what matters actually. Not yeah, that's it. Not the nice yeah. part. Yeah, but like because that that's that's all um. <sighs> It can be taken away in an instant, really, like anything can. So what 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 gives you um what gives you purpose, I think, and oh, I can't even articulate it, but I know what you mean. Um it changes, it gives you an eternal perspective. Yeah, like you cannot take a holiday with you to heaven. No. But you can take all your kids and your family with you. Mm. You can spend your life trying to make sure that happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like how cool would that be to be forever with, with these people that you love? Like that's your goal, really. Yeah. That's your goal. You've got to keep your eyes on the prize. Yeah. And so probably, you know, Down syndrome has just, you know, my eyes are on the prize because it changed my my view of life from being very shallow and and materialistic and obviously it didn't happen overnight I'm still working on it you know but uh, it is I just eternity is the goal and I want to take everyone with me mm. yeah and Jim Jim Jimmy will be the one pulling you all up I reckon yeah for sure <laughs> for sure yeah can I, absolutely. Can I ask I, I know has he ever um, asked you about himself? Does he, has he ever questioned you, like, why am I, am I different, Mum? Or does he see, why aren't there people like me around? Has he made any comments like he, that? He doesn't really say that, but he, he gets frustrated because he knows that there's something that he can't do. So, um I mean, he does have an amazing sense of confidence in himself. Like if you meet him, he's not like a shrinking wallflower. You know, he's a very, he's he's very confident in himself. He's not loud and noisy, but he just, he really does know his place in the world. Hmm. And um, like Anna's, the the, the other kids have asked me, obviously, um, but, and he gets frustrated if he's not allowed to do things. Like he says, I'm an adult. I can do that, you know. So he, he knows, yeah, he knows, he does know, I, I guess, that he can't, there's some things that he can't do. Um, and he's always talking about moving to New South Wales. He wants to leave home, get his licence and live in New South Wales. Right, with that's Jimmy his goal. The, Jimmy the, what was his name? What was the footballer? With, with Jimmy the Jet. Jimmy the Jet. <laughs> Jimmy the Jet, the footballer. I said, mate, you can't you can't live on a farm down there. There's too many people. <laughs> and and then I need you. I need you here. <laughs> He's welcome here so, for yeah, holiday I any time. That. <laughs> oh, 
oh yeah. he wants to go we went down to new south wales for a little for when our son graduated uni and uh he was pretty happy to come home sydney okay. was pretty hectic for him bit too loud <laughs> bit too loud and busy down here okay. yeah yeah not enough space how yeah. are you well, he can come here for a little while and then he'll get sick of it and want to see <laughs> Johnny Cash with his dogs walking around the property. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, is there any advice that you could give to women, to couples who um, are, have found out that their child has a disability or has Down syndrome? Is there anything that you wish someone had reached out and said to you? Um, in those early days or in those early months of pregnancy or? I mean, I think there are some amazing, um, there is some amazing support. Uh, we were very blessed because I'm from a pretty big family and all our family was very supportive of us. Hmm. So I never felt unsupported from a family perspective. Mm-hmm. Um don't I mean I didn't really get much from the medical profession but I suppose I wasn't expecting that anyway Mm. um but there are some great associations there's the Down Syndrome Association of Queensland and they have just an amazing uh amount of resources across so many different areas in relation to health and education and and supported living you know all those different stages of of life of a child through to adulthood you know, they can help you with that and, and they have great support networks. So, you know, some some couples or families have, have these children and they don't have a good extended family support. Yeah. And so I think those associations are really great to tap into. We accessed some, um, some mineral supplements, some vitamin and mineral supplements when Jimmy was really young. He was, he was a little bit, um, he, he wasn't rolling and, it was a bit lethargic and I just thought there's something, you know, he's missing something. So I started to do a lot of research around sort of what their particular weaknesses was, were um, due to that extra, extra um, chromosome and, and there's been a fair bit of research done about it and so I was able to access a supplement that sort of targeted these deficiencies. I can't remember um, what they all were. Was it subsidised, or you were just? They were... No, I just I just found it myself, and okay. and and so I just bought it from from a manufacturer that made this specific uh-huh. um, supplement, just like a just like a, a mineral vitamin supplement, basically. Okay. Um, and we noticed a difference nearly straight away, and so that made a difference. So I, I guess I'd encourage young couples to um, I. You know, I, it, there is a grieving process, absolutely, and I, and you've got to just go through that, and um, and you've been given just a great. You've really, you have really been blessed. You've hit the jackpot, and and it's probably hard to to appreciate at the beginning, mm. um, but yeah, it's you, you can. There's, there's heaps of support around that you can tap into. And, and um, yeah, people will amaze you with their love. Yeah, yeah. And, and as I said before, that humanity is so lacking because we don't have the amount of Down syndrome people in our world that we should have because they actually elevate 
humanity um, and they bring out the best in us. So yeah, it will, as you said, people will surprise you because they're actually drawn to that child because of what that, that yeah. child actually does to them and makes them yeah. become. Yeah, that's, that's just absolutely so true. And it just random people and they're just, you just think, oh, you know, I thought it was going to be so, I thought people were going to be awful. And now I just, the people are just so amazing. Like it's just the opposite of what you think it's going to be. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just unexpected too. You sort of not, you don't look for it. Mm. Um, mm. And it's just, it's such a shame. It's such a shame that culturally we deprive ourselves of these kids. Mm. It's, it's, we are robbing ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, does Jimmy, does Jimmy have any Down syndrome friends or are all his friends um, not Down syndrome? Yeah, he does. He's got a, a girl uh, who's a great mate of his. He catches up with her every week and he's known her since he was in the childcare centre. So she is, she's maybe six months or eight months older than him. Uh-huh. And, um, and she's very verbal. She's very, her language is excellent. Yeah. And she rings him up two or three times a week and it's hilarious to listen to them talking to each other because he's like, yep, yep, <laughs> maybe, you know, like. Typical alpha male. Answers. Yeah. And she's on the other end of the line chewing his ear off. <laughs> so they go out, they go bowling and, and do stuff. And then there's a group of kids that he went to school with at the high school um, in a special ed unit. And there's some ladies who are awesome at, at, at getting organised probably every six weeks. They go out for tea. He plays um, he plays all abilities touch. So he, he plays, he goes to Toowoomba and plays in there for six months of the year every weekend. It's amazing. And they also do a, they do a rep team. So he goes down and, and he played at the National Touch League Championships in Coffs Harbour. He's done that for two years now. And they made the finals this year. So he's in he's in so cool to watch too. Like if, well, you've got these um you've got all these all abilities teams. So they're full of people with disabilities. And you have these elite athletes who are playing for all the different districts around Australia or you know representative teams and they'll come down and watch these all abilities teams play and and they're cheering and high-fiving them and and it's just like I said it's just so cool it just brings out the best in everyone everyone loves it there's people crying on the sidelines and and um oh. yeah so he yeah it's cool so he does that and he does judo he, he trains for judo um at least once a week sometimes twice and he's just been asked to compete at a, an international competition at the coast. So I think he'll be competing for Australia and he wants to try and go to the Paralympics. So, so, um, he must be a unit. Yeah, he does heaps. He's a unit, <laughs> he's a this unit. guy. Yeah, he is. He's built like a brick. <laughs> I can't wait to see a picture he's... of him. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I am so grateful for your yes that you have given the world, Jimmy, because the world will be a a poorer place 
for not having him in it. So thank you, Veronica, and your husband for for bringing Jimmy into the world because it's 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 such a gift to you, but to all of humanity. So thank you. Yeah, we're just uh, we're, we're we're thankful that we got picked. I suppose. Yeah, we're thankful to the Lord. Yeah, oh. he's uh, he's been refining us. So. Um, he refines yeah. us, but he's he, he's gentle in doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, he sure is. Finish the podcast. I ask each of my guests guests something that brought them joy this week. So it can be anything at all. So I was wondering if there's something that brought you joy this week, considering it is a Friday. So we have had the whole week. What's brought you joy? Uh, this is going to just be such a such a boring. Oh, it's not boring, but boring. Um, <laughs> I just love. I play touch with my with my boys on in a mixed touch team on Monday night, and I just love doing that. It's so cool. That's I just awesome. love hanging out with with them and and having a run and and being able to to do stuff like that with them. That brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. So you've got so all four boys are in the same team with you. Was that so? Yeah. Did you see so that? there's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So I've got five boys, um, five. but four of them play with me in this in this mixed touch team. Yeah. So oh, the eldest is 22. Boys. He plays. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Jim and Darcy and Ned and some other mates play with us as well. And it's really cool. That That's brought me awesome. joy. <laughs> I think I'd like to get to know you. Um, <laughs> What's brought me joy? Well, my a bottle of red. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome! You you, you read the signs, didn't you? <laughs> um, what brought me joy is nothing as exciting as yours, but um, we finally have walls on the side of our house. So I, after work today, I went outside with the sun setting. It was fairy floss sky, and I painted the side of my house. And as ridiculous as that sounds it actually brought me joy so um that's what brought yeah. me joy just simple things yeah um yeah well veronica i it has been a pleasure speaking with you and thank you for sharing your heart because it is beautiful and i'm so grateful that you and da- is it dan your husband yes yep it's dan yep gave dan the man. world Gave the world Jimmy because um, he's a beautiful soul. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been great. You're welcome.